You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. And I'm Jill Coleman. Welcome to the Best Life Podcast. Here we talk about everything from success, money, relationships, and entrepreneurship to productivity, honest communication, positive psychology, and how to cultivate an abundance mindset. Make money, travel the world, deepen your relationships, live full out. This is the Best Life. We are recording. What? So, uh, speaking of French, oui. so there's a French bulldog. No. <laughs> we had dinner the other day. <laughs> <laughs> we did. We had dinner last night with our friends, and I know she listens to the podcast, so shout out Jacqueline, <laughs> who is a good friend of ours, and she was telling us a story about how her sister um, got a dog rescued from Korea. And I guess this dog is already trained. It's like a couple of years old. It's really well behaved, but it was trained in Korean. So basically she was saying like that the dog speaks Korean. Yeah. But <laughs> at the same time, we were also mentioning that Keith's sister rescued a couple dogs from Tijuana. Yeah. And so without even just like without any pause, Jacqueline goes, oh, well, I'm sure those dogs under speak Spanish. Speak Spanish. <laughs> she goes, because this dog, and we just fucking lost it. <laughs> we were like, yeah, the dog speaks Spanish. We're like, dogs don't speak. And then it just turned into, so I was like, <laughs> yeah, they like, bark with an accent. Yes. And I was like, well, for example, Beasley, she's an Australian shepherd. So when she comes, I'm like, hey, Beasley, good day, mate. You need to come. <laughs> And they were talking about how French bulldogs only speak French and German shepherds, obviously, speak German. Right. Totally. <laughs> Wouldn't that be amazing if you got a German shepherd that spoke German, that barked in German? So I was talking about Pip being from Pomerania. Right. Oh, hello, Nugget. We have all these dogs here. We're uh, in person here in LA. So we do have, we have a six month old puppy. And then we have a six-year-old little nugget who is very uh, lethargic today, which is pretty typical for her. So actually, we asked for some questions. If you guys have like questions, ideas, things that you just want us to riff on, you guys have been giving us some amazing results. Uh, results, no. <laughs> You've been giving us some amazing ideas lately, and those have been super fun for us. Um, but wanted to talk about something because I feel like this is relevant. So shout out Courtney, who is our podcast producer. And she is also, she works with the Movement Maestro. She works with me at Jill Fit to help with Fit Biz U. She's helping with Danny Coleman's new podcast, which is called Take Care Radio. Shout out Take Care Radio. He was a little bit upset that we called him out, that he doesn't <laughs> have a following a couple pod episodes ago. It's fine. We don't love you any less, Danny. Right. Uh, 
But so Courtney, anyway, she has she's been getting into copywriting. She's been getting into um, you know social media. She's put together some reels for me as well, doing some like video editing, um, and it's really cool because she's twenty five. And I feel like, yeah. And so, but before the pandemic, she um, was working at a different job and then she decided, you know what, I really want to go all in on this sort of digital business, really understand internet marketing. She came to, what was the conference we went to? TNC. Yeah, to Traffic and Conversion with us, which is like an industry conference last September. Um, And she is amazing. And at the same time, uh, most of you guys, if you have ever written into Jill Fit or ever contacted me via email. You have talked to Sarah, who is my, uh, she's my executive assistant. She's also the head of, of customer success and also the head of coaching at Jill Fit. Um, and she actually quit her full-time job. She was working, she was a 15-year industry vet in the corporate wellness sector. And her and I actually met because we were fitness besties. We were good friends. We both were fitness instructors, personal trainers. She went back, got her master's in kinesiology. She was actually one of the OG fitness uh, coaches at Jill Fit in 2010, 2011. And then when we stopped doing one-on-one fitness coaching, um, she, I was just like, hey, I'm looking for someone to help me with just my admin stuff. And she obviously knows her stuff from a kinesiology background so she could answer questions for me. So she started, she came on as my assistant and she's been with me since I think shit, it's been about eight years now. Mm-hmm. Anyway, she just quit her 15 year job in corporate wellness and was a little bit nervous about it. But today we want to talk about, you guys have heard this term before, the great resignation or the great pause or I'm trying to find the the term here. Uh, what else could it be called? It could be called uh, freelancing. And the idea behind this is that really there's a lot of people who have used the pandemic. We've seen this in 20, 2021, especially and into 2022, that a lot of people quit their old corporate job. Yeah. And it was the result of either just feeling uh, disgruntled, like just in a job they didn't love. I think that was mostly like Sarah's issue. She loved the job, but it was just getting a little stale, wanted something else. It just pushed people to work differently and to really evaluate what they wanted to do. Do I really want to be in this job that I've hated? It's given them an opportunity to pause and actually think about what they wanted to do. And, you know, we're seeing people at 40, 50, 60 years old making career changes, which is awesome. Yeah. And uh, we, as, you know, Danny and I have been entrepreneurs for a long time. So we, we wanted to use this episode as a great, as an opportunity to chat about, like, okay, what does that look like? You just quit a corporate job that, like, quote unquote, was safe, quote unquote, secure, certain, whatever. Um, what do they call it? The, the gold cufflinks? Oh, the hand, the golden handcuffs. Golden yeah. handcuffs where you're just like, you know, you're getting a check every two weeks. You, get a check. you, you know, it's coming in, even if it's not as much money as you want to be making. Yep. If you don't love this, you're just like, well, it's certain. Yep. We're seeing a lot of people going all in on themselves. What does that look like? How can you make this work? What would you do if you were starting today? Well, it's interesting when the pandemic began and the kind of like the first lockdown, I should say, when at the beginning of mid-March, when kind of the whole world was like, okay, two weeks to flatten the curve, everyone stay home. I remember kind of being on social media thinking about sharing tips to work from home because a lot of people that was new for them. Yep. And for us, it's we were kind of, I remember even talking to you going, well, not much has changed, except the only difference was suddenly now that we were told we couldn't leave. It's suddenly like, now I want to because I can't, but uh, nothing really changed too much for us. So it was kind of the lifestyle we had been used to, but for a lot of people, it was new. And a lot of people either had to 
they either got laid off or they had to quit or they had to work from home. And I think some of them realized, oh, I like this work from home thing. And if I could do other stuff, maybe that I enjoy more, I could quit my job, still have this lifestyle, staying still at have home. the autonomy, yeah. So there was that. And I know uh, Shantae mentioned it on the episode that we had with her, the great pause. And she said it gave a lot of people this time to step back and really evaluate, do I like what I'm doing? Am I just doing this because it's a paycheck? Because I'm, you know... It, it just did give people a chance to really look at it. And I remember going to a workshop of hairstylists and they were really hit bad. Same with personal trainers, massage therapists, people who do nails, things like service providers. Um, A lot of those businesses got hit hard. And it was about a year and a half after, uh, actually last August, went to this hairstylist thing. And I asked a lot of them individually, how'd you feel about the pandemic? And all of them said the same thing. In, in one way or another, that it was so hard at the beginning. And then it was such a blessing because mm. they fired clients they didn't like, they realized they didn't want to work with anymore. They changed their schedules to work less or smarter or found different offerings that they can make money. And so I think for a lot of us, we also realized, shit, I don't want to do this job at all. I want to try something else. Mm-hmm. So for example, like Courtney and Sarah, both working other jobs, and then they thought, well, I can do some other things from home or I want to. Maybe I don't even want to live. I think many people, even Shantae mentioned, living somewhere else, moving. And I know something that Courtney had mentioned to me is maybe leaving California. And so the ability to do that, if you can work from home or work from anywhere, you can leave. I know my ex-husband even, he had a job, an in-person job and had to go online. He started doing so much online that he ended up moving to another state because he he proved to his bosses he could work without being in that spot place. So they let him move. And I think that that's been a great opportunity for people. So I think for one, back to your question is, you know, where to start? How do you begin? I think first it's getting your mind right. I think really you got to get your mind right about it. There are some things there, there are anxieties and things that you maybe just don't think are there because you're not used to like the golden handcuffs, the the weekly paycheck. So, or the bi-weekly paycheck, whatever it is, when you start working for yourself, whether you are an entrepreneur and creating business or you're a freelancer and you're getting out and working for other people, but you're finding your own work. Um, there's a time where you don't, there's no, there's no guarantees. So you're kind of dependent on your own effort, maybe referrals and those kind of things versus, and I know when I went from working at a gym where I was working at a 24 hour fitness and I could just show up and I get a binder and I just make phone calls and call people who had already kind of gone through the sales process. I didn't have to sell them. I just had to book the appointments. That was way different than finding my own clients and booking my own appointments and making the sales conversations myself. So I think a mindset piece to go into it is just letting go. It's almost like not having the expectation of making the exact amount you made before. There doesn't necessarily have to be a sacrifice and it doesn't necessarily have to be like, just because you switch doesn't mean you make less money. Because I know when I quit my city job to go full-time entrepreneurship, I actually ended up making the same and then more. So I don't think that you have to just go, well, if I'm going to quit, I'm going to make less. But I would just mentally prepare that you're going to make money differently. So you might have highs, you might have lows, but you might just need to be prepared to watch your bills a little different, to maybe put money away a little bit different than you were before because the money isn't guaranteed in the same way. Um, But you can set up systems to where it is. You know, I would say for anyone who's doing uh, freelance work or online work is trying to find a billable, a way that you can make um, recurring billable income so that you do have some 
some bit of consistency. And one of the things I did when I started to go online, I at first I did not do this, so I'm just sharing that I didn't. Uh, I was following the 24-hour fitness model where people pay for sessions. And I remember there was one year, January, I had a bunch of clients because personal trainers tend to have a lot of clients in January. They would buy 20 sessions in January. And then by April, those sessions weren't done yet. And I hadn't been paid since January. So I changed my model to make it a monthly model where I didn't get paid a huge chunk at the beginning, but I got paid every single month and that helped me with my income. So there might Mm -hmm. be what, there might be things that as you're shifting and you're trying to figure out what you want to do is asking how you can make a consistent, uh, like monthly billable thing versus these big, huge packages. While it's fun and it feels good to get this big chunk on the front end, you have to think about 90 days down the road, are you going to be able to continue to get new clients or would it be better if you kind of spread those things out? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's great. And you know, what's really interesting is people keep, I keep seeing people being like, no one wants to work. And like, there's all these jobs, no one wants to work. I used to actually see a lot of people want to work, but I think it's, we have to change the way that we're sort of thinking about it. So obviously you and I can only speak to like sort of the internet marketing space, the online business space. I see a ton of opportunities. And I'll tell you guys where I do see the opportunities. I see it in very specialized, uh, like proficiency and mastery around something specific. So for example, um, an old client of mine reached out to me a couple of weeks ago and she said, Jill, I want to introduce you to so-and-so, introduce me to this, this third woman who is a Kajabi expert. And she goes, this woman helps people literally from start to finish. So if you guys don't know, Kajabi is like an online membership platform. So we use it at JillFit. I know that Danny's used it before. It's basically like an online membership platform. And if you have some, if you're someone like us who does online courses, you can house all these courses there. And it's one of the best ones that that's on the market. And for an entrepreneur, oftentimes that's not how their brain works. They don't always think, I mean, they can do these stuff like that. They can build out courses and they can do the tech side of things. They can do the integration. They can do all that kind of stuff. But when you have someone who has a specialty in it, and I, and this is really smart of that client of mine, because she said, Jill, I know you work with a lot of entrepreneurs. I know you work with a lot of coaches that are trying to get their stuff set up. Here's someone who can literally from A to Z set up their Kajabi site. So she wasn't like, oh, this person knows every single piece of tech. It was a very specialized piece of tech. In fact, I'm working with a client right now who needs help with Kajabi and needs help with copywriting and needs help with. And so I referred her to Lex Lancaster, which if you guys know Lex, she's, um, she works with Shantae as well, but Lex has sort of positioned herself as this like behind the scenes, sort of like tech person who can do a lot of this stuff, can integrate Kajabi with the email autoresponder, can do some of the copy, can get, you know, can do some of the, you know, like just little backend stuff, like build out these funnels, build out these email sequences and has the copy to do it. So if I was getting started, I would either start with Facebook ads, I would learn fucking ads for sure, or I would find some of these like more specialized things because for example, even Courtney, I know she's listening because she's our editor, podcast producer, but I've referred her to multiple people, yeah. you know? And so once you get in with one entrepreneur or one business and you go, oh, this is the person I go to for Kajabi. Oh, this is the person I go for copywriting. Oh, this is the person I go for podcast producing. And that's how you build your business yeah. through referrals. But you have to have one thing that you're the go-to person for. So maybe you're thinking to yourself, well, you know, I was a writer in high school and college. I was always good in English. Maybe you go and you get a copywriting certification. And now you position yourself as like a copywriter for health and fitness pros. 
tons of business there because people are trying to outsource. These entrepreneurs can do those things, yep. but it's probably not the best use of their time. I love that you brought this up because there are so many skills, like just a certain skill can make you so much money learning to do That's one it. thing. There are so many things over the past two years that... Um, my boyfriend and I have gone online trying to find someone who specifically knows automations in in a very specific software, right. like Active Campaign or Kajabi or ClickFunnels. I'm like, I just need someone who can do text campaigns that goes to ClickFunnels and Active Campaign, very specifically to software. How do I do text between the two? And we've gone on, I mean, if you guys even want work, you can go on um, Upwork and Fiverr. We've hired so many people on Upwork and Fiverr. Indeed.com is if, the one we use as well. Y- yeah. And if you don't even, if you're not sure what you want to do, you can even go to those sites and look at what people are looking for. And it's very specific. I'm even literally uh, Excel spreadsheet stuff. There's been some stuff. I wanted to get a spreadsheet to have a certain formula that just told me like our revenue and I could type in numbers for ad spend and then kind of see like pop out the numbers of what we spend over the month. And I don't know how to do that. And I also don't want to, like I could probably go on YouTube and figure it out, but I don't want to. So I go on these sites. I'm like, Hey, where's a freaking uh, Excel spreadsheet expert? And this is the thing I want to do. And they're like, it's 50 bucks. I'm like, yes, here, here's the project. And it's quick and easy. But then if I have other little projects, I can go to them here and there. So there's so many things like that. And if you already are proficient in Excel or in writing or some of the things that maybe you're not super great at yet, but you can learn, you can take a course. There's a lot of courses in Facebook ads, in so many copywriting, YouTube ads, TikTok yes. ads, right? Like all these like sort of uncharted territories. And by the way, you don't need to be like a computer science, you don't need a computer science degree, no. you know? So one of the things that Sarah's doing, and I love this, and she was like, how do you feel about this? So one of the things she's done for Jill Fit over the years is she has, um, she's booked all of our live events. And before the pandemic, we were doing like seven, eight live events a year. And over the years, we've done so many. So she's very proficient at, she does all the contracts. She does all the, you know, connection with the hotels, with the food and beverage, with the location, with the, you know, event, like all that kind of stuff. And so she's like, I could see myself doing this more. And she knows that I work with a lot of entrepreneurs who want to put on live events. So I've referred her to many people in our space and she's actually worked with them and she just does all of that stuff for them. She has a specialty in this because she's over, over the time, just like learned that proficiency. There's a lot of skills, but you have to be willing to, to your point, you really do have to be willing to get really good at one specific thing or a handful of specific things and become the go-to person for that. There's so much opportunity and y'all, these are jobs you can work from home. Mm -hmm. You can work from fucking wherever. And all you do is you set your own rate. The beautiful thing about being a freelancer is that you literally can set your own rate and cool thing about something like this is you get you get a job with someone who's in a mastermind mentorship. They're literally sharing. That's why you're in a mastermind is for people to be like, hey, does anyone have someone who can help me with? And then, you know, people refer you. So if I was doing that and you had something that in, in your brain works that way, like Lex, who I mentioned, she, you know, she works with the maestro. That's the way your brain works. It's just very detail-oriented, very... And if you're an entrepreneur, chances are your brain doesn't work that way and you're always looking to outsource so you can work on different parts of the business and work in your strengths and your zone of genius. So to me, gosh, sky is the limit. I mean, I'm a little bit jealous at this point where there's just so much opportunity, especially in the internet business, because we saw this in the health and fitness space. So many Mm -hmm. people came online and I hate to say it because I know so many people were out of work, out of jobs, um... But personal trainers who are able to quickly pivot and group fitness instructors who were able to quickly pivot online, 
their businesses blew up. You know, they were making like thousands of dollars each month doing, but learning online business. And now they're trying to scale, right? They've pivoted and they're trying to scale and they're trying to bring on different team members, even a VA. You know, if you can do, I know you guys, you know, hire a lot of VAs overseas, but what about like, you know, people who want to hire people here? Yeah. There's a lot, there's a huge market for that too. Oh, for sure. I mean, my first couple of VAs were here and um, they were amazing. And I think if you can be a really great VA or executive assistant, like there's something to be said about you know, the level of skill and what you pay for. And definitely we've had amazing, you know, overseas uh, contractors, but I've also had amazing people here. And so if you can set yourself apart and there's always somebody who wants to pay more, you know, there's always people who are going to pay less on some things and it just depends on your business. So some of the businesses we've hired for, it's like, it doesn't make sense to have a $30 an hour VA for the test they do. They're four or $5 an hour VAs, but they do these kind of very easy tasks. So you can be at all kinds of levels and it's just, I don't know, the sky's the limit. There are so many opportunities. I really felt like during the pandemic, my thought was just learn a skill, learn a skill, video editing, audio editing. Especially with like TikTok and shorts on YouTube and stuff. Everyone's trying to pivot into video right now. And y'all, we don't have the skill set. And not only do we not have the skill set, but we, it's a waste of our fucking time to be doing it, to try and figure it out. Yep. Like, and you don't even have to be, to be honest, you don't even have to be good. Like you can start and you can say, you can reach out to someone and say, Hey, I'm learning. Like you can pay me this much while I learn and I'm going to do my best for you. And I know when we actually first had Courtney do this, I was like, Hey, do you know how to do audio editing? I just kind of figured young people just learn this in school now. And she was like, no, but I can figure it out. And I said, okay, listen, we're going to, I'm going to give you four episodes. Try it. If you don't like it, you can stop. If you do, you know, you can keep going as long as you want, and then you'll have at least a skill. And so that's kind of how four years later, she's still doing it. I don't know if she likes it or not, but she has a skill. (laughs) Well, she definitely, she she definitely listened to a lot of podcasts. The trick is getting educated. She's got a, (laughs) she's got a marketable skill. And so, you know, sometimes you don't even know, but if you're willing to learn and willing to try, there's plenty of entrepreneurs who I'm sure give you a chance to work at it and kind of pay as you learn and you can start at a lower rate. And then later on, as you get good and you get referrals, then you can charge your higher rates as your experience grows. But there's so many things that are learnable. You can teach yourself on YouTube. You can find out how to do it. You can literally figure it out on the fly and make a good income. I mean, you can make a six figure income doing so many of these things and be able to work from wherever. Yeah. So let me ask you this. What makes someone a good contractor? Uh, For me, good contractor is communication. Yeah, huge. So I've worked with so many where just the ball is dropped or I need something done and I can't get a hold of them or their time. You know, a lot of times we have timeline and you and I, we were talking about this earlier, we're procrastinating. So sometimes when I need something done, it needed to be done yesterday or three days ago. So speed helps for me when a a contractor can get something done quickly, but also just communication is so big. It's just letting me know the progress. Hey, if there's a delay, uh, okay, let us know that we need to extend this timeline or whatever the issues are. That's just the biggest thing is communicating. I'm not a big, and there's different levels of people, of clients you'll work with. I'm not super picky about things being perfect. Like there could be things that get messed up or there's typos and things like that. And I can overlook that. But um, so there's definitely clients who are, you know, super things need to be perfect. 
But for me, it's about just communicating and clear expectations of whatever the projects are and what to expect when they're going to be completed by and how things should look. And I think what's what I really like too is a contractor who asks a lot of questions. So I know that they know what is the, the goal or what's the whole main project. I think one of the pieces for people like you and me and maybe anybody who's hiring is sometimes we get scared to let something go because we can maybe do it ourselves or we have control issues. So when a contractor asks enough questions to where I feel like they understand it, then I feel better about giving them the work. I'm like, okay, they get it. They're competent. They understand. Um, you just want to know that you're in good hands and mm-hmm. that your stuff is being taken care of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would definitely would say, say I would definitely echo the communication and the timeliness because that's the thing is like, you know, as an entrepreneur, we get going. So like sometimes I forget to ask, but then I'm like, when I ask, I need a response, mm-hmm. you know, like within a day, you know, if not like hours. Yeah. And that should always sort of be top of mind. Like I'm, a, I'm allowed to be a procrastinator, but you're not, <laughs> yes. you know, like, so when you set a timeline and you yeah. say like, hey, I'm, I'm committed to this and we agree on that timeline whether or not I'm checking in with you, that should be getting done. Yeah. You know, so it's a, a level of self-sufficiency for sure, a, a level of, because um, I'm not a micromanager, yeah. you know, and I think that a lot of entrepreneurs just can't afford to be because they're trying to do other stuff and they're trying to like do, look at the bigger picture. So a lot of sort of self-sufficiency ability to, um, you know, d- just self-motivated, you know, and not have someone have to constantly check up on you. That's the thing. It's like, if you're a freelancer, you own your own business. You're a contractor. You set your own hours. You have to have a level of, um, you know, self-motivation. You know, it's not like you're sitting at a desk for eight hours and you have a, you know, what was that movie office space where you have like a boss, like coming over your cubicle, like looking in to make sure you're doing it. So you have to be a self-starter. So on some level you have to like doing it too. You have to like really enjoy the craft, whether it's copywriting or tech stuff or just your brain needs to work in that capacity. Yeah. There's a lot of opportunity. And you guys, like we mentioned a couple of the websites, but Upwork is one, Indeed.com is one, uh, Fiverr is one. Anything else I'm missing? I mean like fucking Craigslist. I mean, I know James Wedmore's team still uses Craigslist. Uh, And then just referrals. Thumbtack actually. It's it's some service stuff, but there's also like VA kind of things, thumbtack and, d- and 99 you know, designs. Like if you oh, are, yeah. if you're a graphic an designer artist. and like mm-hmm. you want to do more stuff with that, you can do 99 designs.com. Yep. There's so many. And actually to your point too, about being a self-starter or doing things on your own, I think one of the trickiest parts is so many people say they want to work from home, but once you have that freedom and some, sometimes working from home can be harder than going to an office in a job because you have all the distractions of home. There's so many times where I'm like, oh, I can work from home. So I think right. I have all day. And then I'm distracted by laundry or I'm distracted by fucking dog or I'm distracted by whatever. And I'm looking at it's suddenly four or five in the afternoon. I haven't gotten anything done. So you know, working from home does take a level of deciding when you're going to do. It. And the nice thing about it is I can work at 11 PM. I, and often I do you, a lot of my work is done at the very end of the day when I should be tech quote off, but you do have to kind of get yourself wrapped around like, when am I going to do the work? Yeah. Make sure I get it done because it is, it's the dream supposedly, but for some people it's just not. I, I got my master's degree online and I remember thinking it's so great. I'll do my schooling online. But I was the worst at online school because showing up to class made me pay attention. The online school just made me procrastinate till the night before the test. And I passed and I got it all done, but I don't think I learned as well. Mm -hmm. So you do, you have to know yourself and know how you work well. And you might have to set yourself a schedule or you might have to make sure you're 
uninterrupted. Cause if you do work from home and you have kids or you have interruptions, it can be a challenge. There are challenges of working from home. There's lots of benefits, lots of amazing things of making your own schedule, but there's also built-in challenges with those because you have to be, you don't have a boss. You got to be your own boss. Yeah. I love that. And the last thing I'll say with this, and it's funny because you mentioned that because a lot of people have asked me like, especially newer entrepreneurs are like, how do I set my schedule? Mm -hmm. Like I have no idea. I have all day now. It's hard for me to get into a routine, which I totally get. And I take it for granted because we've just been doing this for such a long time. If you are really trying to go the referral game, one thing that you can do, and Danny and I were talking about this earlier, Danny used a software called ClickFunnels. And ClickFunnels has like an online Facebook group for all people who are ClickFunnels users. And if you're a ClickFunnels expert, get in that group because people are constantly asking tech questions. So, you know, like this this gal did this ex-client of mine who introduced me to a Kajabi expert. That was really smart. So ask yourself, where are the people hanging out that need this service? What Facebook groups are they hanging out? Are there are there coaches working with other entrepreneurs? Like that was really smart to introduce me to you know, this person does Kajabi because like I, I know how to use that and we have someone in house who does it for us. But like a lot of my clients are starting to get to the point where they can bring on Kajabi and they're trying to build their sites. And like, I mean, I could help them, but it's a waste of my fucking time, yeah. like our time together. And so find the places online that these clients are hanging out and get in these things and show them that you are an expert in this. However, you have to, even if you have to do shit for free yep. at first, like I see a lot of people being like offering to re- rewrite an entire sales page for free and then they're like okay we'll figure out something like we'll do some like rev share even like yeah. do something like that like a revenue share like there's a lot of opportunities but you have to be a go-getter you have to be someone who loves what they do has a real expertise and is willing to get resourceful but fuck i mean like Danny said, you can, it's the dream. You work from yeah. home doing something you love, working with cool people, making a six-figure salary. It's so great. Yeah. And you know, there's it's so many endless opportunities. I, I thought about this during the pandemic when a lot of my stuff, like speaking gigs were canceled, events were canceled, and I had some of these skills. And I thought, man, if I needed to, I could advertise that I could do ClickFunnels. It's not my dream to do ClickFunnels, but I can, and I right. can build these sites. And so to have these skills, if you feel like maybe you're in scarcity or maybe you don't have enough clients in one area, maybe it's just your side gig, you're doing copywriting on the side and maybe you're doing some of these other things on the side, but the opportunities are there. People are looking for your help. And if you need to make the money and you've got the extra time to do so, do it. Or maybe while you're still working at your full-time job, start building up that clientele, start doing some of this on the side, and then you can make that decide to leave totally. make your great resignation in 2022 right. make your great re the great quit the great quit yep well hopefully it's helpful for you guys i know this is like a little bit more like businessy a little bit more about like resourcefulness and just you know opportunity possibility but you do have to have that like sort of mentality especially if you came from a sort of fixed income mentality more of like a corporate mentality, you might have to find yourself. And I think if you've made this switch successfully, maybe you have made that mindset shift into God, sky's the limit. Like you have to be a possibility thinker. You have to get out of a fixed income mindset. You have to be like, shit, I can make as much money as I want because there's, there's plenty of people who need this skill. So that's definitely a mindset shift as well. Uh, but there is a ton of opportunity. And I think all we hear about like, is that there just isn't, and there's no jobs and this and that. But I mean, I can tell you, especially online, you guys remember everyone had to go online because of the pandemic. Yeah. So there is a ton of, um, there's a lot of people who have been really successful in the pandemic that are now looking for help. So if you got it, go get it. 
You got it. Flaunt it. All right, y'all. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. And if you haven't yet, please leave us a review. Five stars if you if you really like us. If you don't like us, just tell us in the DMs and don't leave a review. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. Have a good one. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.